is Adam. This is Bringing It Backwards, where legendary and rising artists tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we are able to chat with Keenan Lonsdale over Zoom video. You'll probably recognize Keenan from his acting career. He's in the show called The Flash on CW. He's also in the movie Love, Simon. He's done a bunch of, a bunch of things. But he's also a dancer and an incredible singer-songwriter. Born and raised in Sydney, Australia. He talks about how he got into music. He's one of 12 kids. Started dancing around four years old. Ended up attending an arts high school in Sydney. Where he was a part of the dancing, acting, musical theater. He did it all there. When his acting career really started to take off, he didn't put music on the back burner. He just did it when, when he could. I mean... If he was shooting a show in Canada on the off days, he'd fly to L.A. and work with different producers and songwriters, always reverting back to his first love, which is music and dancing. He talked to us all about his brand new record that he just released called Rainbow Boy, the music video for Rhythm and Music, and his first ever headline show, which is happening at the El Rey Theater. You can watch our interview with Keenan on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be rad if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're an Amazon shopper, a portion of your everyday purchases will help support our podcast with just a few clicks. It's super easy. Please head over to our website, bringingitbackwards.com, and click on Amazon each time you begin your purchases. Those few extra clicks will help keep our mission of providing a platform for both legendary and rising artists to tell their personal stories on how they achieve stardom so that all artists and music enthusiasts have access to meaningful and memorable advice that will help inspire their own musical journeys. To recap, please head over to bringingitbackwards.com and click on Amazon before you make each and every purchase because a portion of that purchase will add up in a big way to help support our mission. Thank you so much. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Keenan Lonsdale. I'm really excited to hear your story. So basically this podcast is about you your journey in music. I'd love to talk your music, obviously massive uh, career in, in acting and dancing, everything else that you do. But uh, I want I want to focus on your music career and I would love to, to, to hear about it. And you obviously have a huge show coming up at the L Ray as well. I'd love to talk about. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> we've been, um, we've just been kicking off all these rehearsals with, in terms of the music and then the dance element as well. And, just shot this music video last week. Everything kind of just like all going on at once. It's uh, as as someone told me the other day. They're like, "You're like you're running a marathon right now, like, <laughs> like the apex." Um, sure. So you need to be doing everything you can to like, you know, be at your your best your peak. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then to have fun and enjoy the whole thing. That's this is my nice. first time doing it. Doing, like this is my first like headline concert so wow that'll be exciting yeah man and you're playing a beautiful theater yeah so i used to walk cool. i used to walk past it um like years ago and and hope that i could perform there one day which is pretty wild that is so cool well uh first you're born in where uh, you're from australia from sydney 
I'm from, yeah, I'm from Western Sydney in like a small hood called St. Mary's. Okay. Um, and then when I was in high school, like year eight, um, I got like this scholarship to go to a performing arts high school in the city. So then I just travel from St. Mary's into the city, like an hour and a half each day. Um, to go to school there. Yeah. To go to school there. It was like, you know, it was one in a million opportunity. It was like the fame school, basically. So three hours of academics and then lunch and then three hours of dancing and singing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. You're one of 11. Is that what I saw? I have 11 siblings. Oh, so you're one of your 12. That's in, mm-hmm. where are you in the, in the, oh, <laughs> in the lineup? I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know. Every year it's like a new update of a new sibling and a new, <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. Um, I think I'm number eight, <laughs> number nine. I, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's, what was it like growing uh, up in such a big household? Well, it was split. So actually, I mean, I still grew up in a big household. My, my mom, had six kids. I'm the youngest of those six. And, um, and she raised all of us on her own, but I had a different dad to all my elder siblings. Okay. So I was the only Nigerian one. And then, um, the rest of my siblings were Caucasian and Aboriginal. And then when I was like eight, I met my dad. Um, and, and then when I was like 10, he showed up at the doorstep with like four um, siblings from Nigeria and was like, these are your brothers and sister. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> and so he had just flown, they had just flown from Nigeria over and moved to Australia. And I didn't know I had more siblings. Um, that was never a conversation. So, so then that was a nice surprise. And yeah. And then uh, we, we never all lived together. Like they, they grew up with my dad. I stayed um, in my mom's house. Mm-hmm. And then when I was 18, the, the, my Nigerian siblings were like, let's put together a Facebook group so we can like try and understand this. And then they were like, oh, Keenan, you have another brother, by the way. He's a few months older than you. He's from Samoa. And I was like, how, how much older? Like three months. I'm like, oh, gotcha. Noted. And then, <laughs> and then I was yeah. like, do I have a sibling from Asia? And they were like, yes, actually. Oh my gosh. Indonesian Chinese, <laughs> your brother, Ian. I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, he's eight. I'm like, oh, <laughs> what? Okay. Do any more? They're like, that's all we know of right now. Okay. Well, at least you have the Facebook group to, <laughs> to organize everybody, right? Exactly. It's, it, it, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but it's, uh, it's also cool because like a couple of them do music. Okay. Uh, two of them, they go by the name of Project Peters and they're actually on, they co-produce one of the tracks of my album. And Oh, amazing. They, they sing on it as well on the song Ancient Ones. So it was crazy to, you know, not grow up together and then um find out the different elements that we had in common and like that we had you know similar passions for music and songwriting and then to kind of like start training together in ways and like that was really crazy because it's like we ain't grown up together but we're really bonding and right 
you know, shot videos together. So it's, just, it's, it's, it's been a really swell journey. That is amazing. That's so interesting. So, um, well, you said you went to an arts high school. Were you, when, when did you start like playing music? Were you in piano lessons at an early age, vocal lessons, anything like that? I started with dance. Um, okay. I was four years old, roughly when I, when I was dancing out of the womb, but I started with dance. Um, I think by five years old, I was doing competitions and it wasn't until I was about 10 years old that I'd started to write songs. Um, okay. Before that, I really just enjoyed writing poetry. My mom and I would just like write and, and play around like that. And, um, and then obviously with my love of music, I wanted to just, I remember just wanting to be more immersed into it. Like I loved dancing to the music and I would, when I was making up my solo routines for competitions, I would just get like the stereos and I would cut together from the two cassette tapes. Oh, right. So I could mix together the songs that I wanted, which was usually like just different Michael Jackson or Janet Jackson or Mm -hmm. Oyster Men songs or whatever. (laughs) Um, And then I upgraded like to the computer and I was like, oh, I can really like, I can't remember what program I was using. I was like, oh, I can start to add in these sounds and these sounds. Like, I can really make this performance dynamic. And then I just, yeah, I, I wanted to, I wanted to be more inside of the music. And so I was like, it would be really cool to be able to write and to sing. But I had no confidence as a singer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went to this performing arts high school. Got accepted there. That was a godsend. And yeah, how did how did did you have to apply for that, or did you go did you go in as a dancer? I went in as a dancer. Yeah. Okay. You know, the, the school was mostly known for dance, um, and they had like outside of the high school, they had you know it was one of the bigger dance schools in the country, um, and I just joined their like Saturday classes because I was looking for a place to, you know, keep pushing me beyond my limits, and I I in most dance schools I was at, I was the only boy and. I was kind of sure. tired of that, you know, and this place was like, there are dudes everywhere. And so I was like, wow, you know, I really, you know, I don't have, because sometimes when you're the only boy, it means like, yeah, you're the token boy or you're just, right. gonna, you're going to be in just the center because you're the dude or, you know. My and, son's kind of facing that, right? I have a five-year-old son and he's in dance. He loves dance. Oh, cool. So I put, we have him in hip hop right now. And uh, he was he he was in hip hop last time. He's done hip hop, and then he does like a tumbling kind of gymnastics thing. But like with 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 dance, I mean, he was the same way. He's it's like a lot of of, of girls in his class, and he's like front and center. And yeah. <laughs> but he enjoys it, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I can imagine that kind of being a thing. Like you probably go through multiple levels, and you're still kind of maybe one of the only few there because they're at least at his. I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm generalizing, but at his dance studio, there aren't a whole lot of of boys. Yeah, and and usually you kind of got to go to the, I guess, the bigger ones. And for me, it was just like, I remember at school, some of the kids were picking on me for dance and I just wanted to see, I never saw all the guys dancing. I never saw like that many examples. So once I got to this new school and there was like, I don't know how many, seemed like hundred, you know? <laughs> That's cool. So many. It That's was really cool. Like, it was like, wow, okay. Really affirming. Um, 
and then then they had asked me to join the high school well that sounds lovely but we can't afford that that's mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely no way my mom was you know raising six kids three sure. jobs you know she's working at the gas station overnight oh my like, gosh just like um really hustling and then i'm trying to be this like big performer which costs a lot of money and time yeah. not a whole lot of security you know as exactly. far as like job security later in down yeah. life and yeah but the cool thing was with my mom was like she she was just like you know if you want this if you're consistent with this thing because i was saying it since i was four you know i want to be on right. stage like michael jackson <laughs> and she was like if you really work hard enough and are consistent enough um and you focus and you don't get distracted you can make this happen and and you can be very successful but you're going to have to work harder than most anyone else ever <laughs> right <laughs> And she's like, because we don't have those luxuries, you know, to just to just um, put you in there. But she was like, but if you work hard, I'll work hard. And but yeah, so the school recognized our position and they gave us like a secret scholarship. And I went there and That's so that amazing. really changed my life. It was mostly dance focus, as I said, some some theater. And then we would have like one group singing class a week and one acting class a week. Um and eventually I would kind of like, I was a bit shy in the singing classes because the other boys' ranges were way higher because they were more like theater singers. Uh-huh. I was like, there was me and one other kid that was a bit more R&B. Um, so him and I started like writing together and then I would show people my songs every now and then. Um, and then they ended up having like a, a, uh, a recording class basically. So um eventually i i joined that just to learn how to record myself a bit um and then i just started going home and recording my own stuff on garage band and really so you okay so you were writing songs throughout high, high school, school when you're when you were dancing and, and doing all those other things but yeah, yeah 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 and then so you took this recording class started recording yourself and then did obviously you act too so you got it was that kind of something that kind of took a different lane to your music career or? Yeah. I mean, I, I was, yeah. High school was all about like putting my songs up on my space. And, okay. <laughs> and, uh, and then I was in this pop group towards the end of it for a couple of years. Oh, cool. Um, did you guys tour or play, play out around we did play like out Sydney? Of, yeah, okay. yeah, we, we did. <laughs> We did actually at one point we went on tour with Omarion and Fat Man Scoop and um uh around Sydney and Brisbane and Wow. And yeah, it was kind of wild. And then we we flew to America. We we recorded with production uh crew called 1500 or nothing. They're still some of the best in the game now. Um and so we really were lucky getting these amazing opportunities. And then it was after that, after the group split when high school was finishing. Um mm-hmm that some of the producers we had worked with wanted to keep working with me solo and i and i you know i loved the group but it was we'd fallen apart we were still friends but it had fallen apart so i was like feeling confident i was like yeah i'm gonna keep writing um and then i took myself into acting classes because i thought yeah i mean i i really enjoyed that um 
at 18, I signed on to do a musical called Fame the Musical. I toured the country um, in Australia for 10 months as like a, a dancer and then understudied to the character Tyrone. Wow. And it was through, through playing that character in, in the final Sydney season that um, I'd realized like that I was an actor <laughs> and <laughs> everyone else around it kind of realized. And, and they were like, Keenan, you, you, you can really act. I was like, yeah, I guess I can. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm pretty good at this. <laughs> that was, that's really, that felt really good. You know, I think because I'd grown up just like watching a lot of TV, playing a lot of video games and like impersonating characters. I loved impersonating my school teachers. That's I funny. would impersonate all my friends around school and accents. And I just, I just did it because it was funny and uh-huh. like I couldn't help but like if I'm around someone I find people just very fascinating and interesting in general like I can't help but sort of like take their like there was some sometimes I would go to school and I would rock up and like just be dressed as like my teacher and then like with <laughs> full details and then I would just like t- take over the class as the teacher oh man <laughs> <laughs> until the teacher would come in and then <laughs> you didn't go to the office <laughs> yeah. yeah i just yeah it, it, it was fun so it wasn't really something i was thinking about or too much until i decided to take myself into classes and workshops and i realized like hmm, maybe i what i thought was like i'm i'm gonna be a music artist and I'm going to be so successful that one day they're going to like, let me act. Okay. <laughs> They'll let me do it because I thought, you know, growing up, you're like, yeah, I'll be one of those musicians that like, that like eventually gets to do TV and film. That's what. Right. right. Like, like a Jennifer so Lopez. <laughs> something like, like that. <laughs> I, there's so many people that cross over, but I was yeah. like, yeah, I'll just like, I'll just practice now and then see what happens. And then all right that practice ended up then, you know, becoming real when I started to book jobs and um, it became my, you know, full-time job. Dang, right. <laughs> Traveling around the world doing it. And then music was something that I realized like, right when I was, right when I had put on like a big showcase in Sydney, um, just after that is when I got my first movie in Atlanta. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, how do I, how do I balance this? Um, and I think for me realizing like, well, I've been given this crazy, incredible gift to film movies and TV. <laughs> so, yeah. and I just don't like, I, I know I feel unprepared in that way. Like, and so I'm just going to focus a lot of my energy on that. And I'm going to like record music on the weekends, develop that slowly um and just keep taking my time with the music to develop it over time and focus on the acting Um, okay and then eventually it had been like you know five years of me you know doing that i was i was doing film and tv but it was taking up you know at least 10 11 months of my year sure um, every year and um and in the meantime, like I would fly basically to LA, wherever I was shooting around the country or in Canada, 
Mm-hmm. I was shooting a show called The Flash for like 10 months a year in Canada. So I would fly every second weekend down to LA to record with a producer that I, that I, you know, grabbed. Oh, so still pursuing music, just. Yeah. I never stopped. Anytime you had. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing covers on YouTube, still recording, still like, right. I would write in my trailer on set. Um, I'd write when I get home and it's funny. I've discovered recently, like, um, all these songs I wrote during the flash that I never quite finished. And I like finished them recently. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, that's awesome. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, so it's nice. It, that development, it, it all adds up at some point. Okay. Yeah. And you put out, was kiss, uh, was kiss the boy the first song that you had released or preach? I had put out, um, I had actually put out a single called Higher. Oh, okay. That was um, the first one. That was first. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you cancel out all the MySpace stuff and the, <laughs> and the other releases that would come, um, I would say Higher is like the first official single I put out. And then uh, I had an EP that I put out too that my brothers ended up like, producing and mixing oh cool um, they mixed higher as well um and then i ended up like hiding that ep for some reason um and just kept higher there and then a couple years later i think kiss the boy was was next and then preach um and in the meantime i had released like a couple songs featuring um with other artists i i I dropped this song called lay it on me um a swedish artist uh named casbo um and then i had started working with an artist named louis futon and we dropped a couple things he produced preach okay and then when we were in our sessions together we were like we should like do this all the time we should like (laughs) maybe we should like live together and then a year later in um 2018 we had you know moved in together and we started working on rainbow boy wow okay so this project's been going for a while now then yeah rainbow boy um i started recording that in i recorded most of it in 2018 okay yeah and then were you because obviously covid happened within like a year or so because you put the record out what last year so was there a bang in the middle yeah. yeah, yeah. So tell me about this. So the record's done and then that happens and it's like, oh, now what do we do? Yeah, I mean, we worked on it for so long and so much had come into it, um, you know, been poured into it and it was such a celebration. And, um, you know, my manager had asked me, do you still want to put it out? Because I had delayed it so many times, you know. Mm-hmm. And by that point, I was like, yes. Yes, I still want to put it out. I don't want to let anything like stop me. Um, and I also felt like, you know, people still need music. <laughs> right, of <laughs> course. Need music. Yeah. And, you know, I've just, I've delayed this so much. I, I want the music out there. I want that to breathe. And then I want to focus on my personal life a bit more. Mm-hmm. family life and then also focus on creating these visuals um for it so it was kind of just like 
my mom was just like, why don't you just, yeah, let the album come out and then you can focus on the visuals. I know that you want everything to drop at the exact same time, (laughs) 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 but the reality is that that's not happening and you can't do any of that. Mm -hmm. So just let the album breathe and grow and you nurture it in these other ways. And that's why my mom's the baddest. That's so cool. And you just released a video for rhythm and music. That's the most recent video, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Talk to me about the music video. Uh, so I shot it in in Sydney, um, and it was like right after I flown back. So I dropped my album May 29th last year, mm-hmm. which was also a wild weekend. You know, there was so much going on as well with Black Lives Matter. It was a crucial time, and um, the week after I had flown to Australia um, and was just reconciling with everything. And I I'd realized like, you know, most of my twenties were spent in the U S and and even as a black man, I was like, I, I, I need to, um, I need to reconnect with my roots back home Mm -hmm. in Australia, understand everything I've learned from, living and growing up here in this country and heal what I need to heal back home. And, um, also I realized, you know, I'm trying to make all these videos and these things, but to be honest, like most people think I'm an actor and they don't even know I, I'm a dancer. So I was like, mm-hmm. I think I need my, I think I need like my dance community <laughs> back home. Like I need to go back like fully and immerse myself again. And so much of rhythm and music was that it, the, the director was actually one of the leading ladies in the fame musical that I did when I was 18. Really? Yep. What a and cool then, connection, like, yep. you know, reconnecting. Exactly. Exactly. And she was the one when I was doing that musical that was like, I think you're an actor. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So, so much was full circle came mm-hmm. home. Um, my friend's, I was just like, I'm trying to make these things and I don't know if it's possible. And, you know, how do we make anything in these times? And they were like, we just got to believe we can do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, all right, let's go. So pretty much everyone in that crew was a dancer um, in some way, shape or form, a DP, um, director, first AD. Um, so it was like working with family. And uh, I had I had been booked to do a TV show in Australia as well, which kind of came once I was there, I was planning to just do music and family. And then a script came through that I was really, I I felt was connecting to a certain darkness that I needed. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) Exciting, exciting script. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, And that show is called Eden. So I went and shot that, but I was like, you know, I have a week before I go, can we shoot rhythm and music? And and so we did. Um, I got in with my choreographer. She put on her tights and leotard and we just got in the dance studio and, and made it up. And it was a fun day. Uh, and then I edited it for the next like next like eight months. It took me so long to edit. Oh, you edit it yourself. I've edited every music video of mine except that's for cool. The this next one that's coming. <laughs> oh, okay. Because um <laughs> because it's such a quick turnaround and I have the show and I, and I, and I, I edit because I love it. Like I, I love, um, I love working with timing and I love 
I just love post-production. Yeah. And just, I'm sure of being a dancer, just everything exactly. kind of has to stay on beat and exactly. yeah. Editing yeah. is just like a, an art in itself. I, I'm a, I love editing too. <laughs> right. Yes. And it is so much of that is a dance too. And so even with this edit that I'm not doing, I'm not doing the bass structure or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, after this interview, I'm going in with the editor so I can fix up all the dancing. Specifically. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's cool. Rhythm and music really for me was like my way of, getting back to my roots, remembering in, within myself, like I am a dancer first and that's really what builds my confidence as a musician and as an artist is, is that like I've been dancing since I was four years old on stage. And um, I think I was trying to be too cool and trying to like minimize what I did because mm-hmm. I thought maybe people wouldn't understand or, I don't know. So I kind of just didn't dance as much anymore. I just was like, you know, mm-hmm. and then I realized, why would I, this is my art. I have to do all of it. It's, it's, it's my, um, that's what I love. And dancing, it helps me feel like sane, connected and dances. There's something about them and they just like, everything is feeling. And so mm-hmm. you, you don't even have to say anything. You don't even have to communicate in that way. So you walk in a room and you know, you can feel the energy from the person across, across the way and they can feel yours. Um, and sometimes you don't even have to really meet or speak to then be able to dance and connect um, mm-hmm. and share space. And, and that's just, that's cool. Um, and inspiring for me. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, you have your, as you said a little bit earlier, you have your first headline show coming up. It's going to be at the, the El Rey theater. That must be super exciting for you. Yeah. <laughs> and how much of dancing like, do you, is, is the show like fully like planned out as far as like choreography and, and everything like that? Is it, do you have it dialed in? It is not dialed in. No, I would, oh, okay. love, I would love to tell you like, yeah, it's fully dialed in. Everything's prepared. But no, it is not. Um, I'm really in the midst of like of getting it all together now. You know, we just we just started dialing things in in terms of choreography this week. Okay. Um, Do you have dancers and everything else though on stage yeah, with two, you? I got two dancers with me. Yeah, that's um, cool. Yeah, and we're building it out together. So it's it's not like it's not like I have like a set choreographer and and they're just telling me or us what to do. It's like we just work in my garage for the beginning. We map it out. We start jamming and freestyling movement and creating it together. And then, um, and then we put more structure to it as we go. Cause I wanted it to feel like, I wanted the show to feel like, um, like it's not just steps or it's not just like, um, I wanted to feel like we're a crew mm-hmm. um, and the dancers are, as I said to them and a lot of the times that where we're coming from, it's like the dancers are at times like my warriors and at times they're like my demons. Um, and at times I don't really know what they are. Um, and then other times it's just fun. <laughs> so it's, it's cool to, to develop that. And making this kind of show is the thing that I've wanted to do since I was four years old, watching mm-hmm. Michael Jackson on the TV and, <clears throat> it's 
it's wild to oh have i lost you no it, it yeah i well you're cutting there for a second but oh, yeah, yeah it seems like yeah you you you're able to do that what you know put it on a show with choreographers and 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 the dance and dancers on stage and it i, I bet that's got to be really exciting for you to see it kind of all unfold it's it's crazy exciting um it's like a definitely the hardest I've had to work. Feels like one of the busiest, hardest times of working ever. And at the same time, it's a dream come true. Every 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 day is a dream come true. So, um, yeah, I feel super blessed. To be honest, definitely a little scared, <laughs> but I know and I can feel it like if I had had to do this performance six months or a year ago, two years ago, I would not have been ready. Um, and I'm really grateful for my journey to have gone through everything I've done with being able to be a storyteller in film and TV, mm -hmm. having my dance background, you know, constantly working on the music, constantly working on my writing and, and on, on my vocal. This show feels like, and then even with my journey, you know, having quite a public journey in terms of coming out you know, that was a big deal for me as a musician and it I, sure. I i thought i will never be able to be the musician i want if people know about my sexuality and that has always been a huge huge battle for me and yeah i can imagine that being very scary i mean you have to be super vulnerable to, to, to you don't know how people are going to react especially in in this day and age i mean as much yeah. as people want to pretend like we're super progressive and everything else. It's not, <laughs> no, it's not. not there. No, it's not. And you know, you, you go into different jobs and you go into, you can even get hired specifically to represent these things and you'll find yourself being more uncomfortable than you ever have before. And you realize like, Oh, they've, they've hired me, but they don't really know what they're, they're just trying to figure out. They don't know what they're doing. So then it's like, it becomes, you then have to carry the weight of um of that which i realized you know that's a responsibility i i didn't realize i was taking on when i came out but um with it being in the public eye and with me using my voice and with writing songs like gay street fighter and right <laughs> you know called rainbow boy i realized like oh okay i guess i did that i guess i did that you know <laughs> so <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> for me it's, it's like i i was always like I can't step on that stage until I know exactly who I am. I can't step on a stage until I know what I'm fighting for. I can't step on stage until, until like I know how to guide people into a space of like, um, absolute into the right energy. It takes the right amount of discomfort and comfort, I think, to guide people to a new place. And it's taken me a long, long time and a lot of work through family, love, life, dance, singing, career, success, sexuality, to really shape into the man that I am and a man that I'm like so proud of and, and proud to share with people. And people have had the version of me, people have had the characters I've played, people have had the stories about my sexuality, they've had I don't know what they've had. <laughs> they've had a lot of different right. things. And, um, and for me, it's like, well, this is the guy that, this is the same kid that walked on stage when he was four or five years old. And now he's gone through this life and is now a young man that finally gets to do it on this stage. That's really cool. 
Yeah, and what a lot of and and so much courage to do that, especially being in the public eye. You know, like we said, you don't know how people are going to react, and then you have to take on this. I'm sure it's a lot of pressure. You don't, you know, now. I don't, you have more of a center focus than anyone, you know, most other people do when it comes to that. It's a, you know, it's funny because in one hand, it's like you're a performer. You want people to be watching. Like, right. I want you to watch. I want you to have an opinion. I want you to, you know, but I want you to have an opinion on the work. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. You're like, this has nothing to do with the, the product I'm putting out. Exactly. Yeah. Except, you know, at the end of the day, like that's, life that's human nature and then the older i get the more solid within myself i get the more i'm released to the fact of like oh yeah they they are gonna have it and they are gonna you know people are gonna think whatever they think a million things and the fears that are in my head of like what if they say this or what if they think that it's like well they are Mm -hmm. are you still gonna do what you want to do right are you gonna let that stop you yeah Exactly. And I'm like, no, why, why, you know, nothing other people can say can be any worse than the own, my own, you know, not to get too dark, but the own demons I've had in my head along my journey. Right. Nothing anyone can do or say can be any, I'm stronger than that. So it can't be any worse than that. And, and I'm still here. So, um, I may as well just have a good time. I like that. And you're doing awesome, man. I can't, and congratulations on the, on the show coming up. It sounds like it's going to be amazing with all, with everything you have planned. And I know it's been a long time coming, especially since COVID kind of threw a wrench in, <laughs> in the, in the, you know, the record and all that other stuff, I'm sure it would have came out a little quicker, but <laughs> I can't wait to, to, to watch this unfold. That's, that's so amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. And I, and I appreciate you doing this, Keenan. I really thank you so much for, for taking time out of your day to chat with me. Um, I have one more question for you. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, people hear it a lot. People hear be yourself a lot, but um. I would really say the most empowering thing I think as an artist is to, is to reflect your story is to reflect your, your perspective in the world and collect, collect the best of the love of people around you and um, live honestly. So you're reflecting honestly, and then know that like when you're sharing that music, you're, that's the gift that you're putting out there. When you're getting on that stage, that's what you're putting out there. The more authentic you are, um, the more you're feeding people stuff that's actually like good for them. Um, it's good for growth. Music is like magic. So, real bit, real bit. Yeah.